All right, so whenever you're ready. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Doesn't matter. Okay, because I can edit all this crap out. Okay, you can go first. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the one, the only, meh, at best. <laughs> I'm Nate Knopf. I'm Megan. And this is episode one. Thanks for joining us. This uh, should be fun. She's got her sparkling water, and I have a different kind of sparkling beverage. That is Blueberry Cream Ale from Old Bakery Beer Company in Alton, Illinois. No, we are not sponsored by Old Bakery Beer. But open to it. Always open to it. Absolutely. Always open to sponsors. We're always (laughs) looking to hustle. Look. Hey, man. Hustle never quits. Real talk. Well, you know, we'll have an ad spot ready for Old Bakery when they are. (laughs) For sure. It'll probably never happen, but you know. But, I mean, it's fun, you know? All right, so, before we started recording, we uh, sent a message out to all of our Facebook friends. It said, hey, give us something to talk about. Yeah. And And we uh, don't mean that Bonnie Raitt song either. (laughs) That's not happening on air, sorry. I, I feel like we should probably talk about uh, ourselves a little bit first and let people know kind of what we're about and, you know, kind of like an introduction. And then I had an idea on the way home to, because um, we're both big music fans. Sure. And we both listen to a wide variety of stuff and have, you know, thoughts and opinions and feelings that I feel like we could make an episode about pretty easily so um do you want to go first because i'm uh you know i'm introverted so (laughs) yeah that's fine Uh, (laughs) i got no problem with that i'm gonna adjust some levels really quick because it looks like we're peaking just a bit and i'm sure that's probably better yet Ah! all right that might sound a little bit better i haven't peaked yet (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's what I get for having a very loud and plosive voice. Anyway, so uh, I am Nate Naw. Actually, looks like we're still peaking. How's about that? That's better. Yes. Sorry for everyone whose uh, headphones or car speakers are now dead. Um, <laughs> it took a minute of figuring that crap out. Jesus. Well, I mean, it is our introduction, so yeah. we're not gonna be good right out of the gate let's be let's be honest yeah it has been quite a while for me since i've recorded anything hey at least you went to school for it because i definitely did not (laughs) this is true yes i actually did go to school for recording is it Um, loud enough probably not try it now that should be a little better if nothing else i'll make it work Anyway, so for those of you curious, I am Nate. No, I am 32 years old. <coughs> I live yeah. in the great city of St. Louis, Missouri. You don't have to get like that specific. But, Why like, not? What kind Maybe of stuff are to. you into? Okay, I guess. Uh, well, I'm into music and beer, um, <laughs> <laughs> whiskey, uh, cars, um, you. Um, I build airplanes, which is cool. Yeah, that's about it. I'm into a bunch of other stuff, too. Like, I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm an ENFP, ENTJ. What is it? <laughs> ENFP. ENFP, there I, we go. I think is what your personality type was. 
That, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, I can't remember for sure. Anyway, that's enough about me. What about you? Well, I, I feel like we should probably tell the people, like, how we met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, I'm a pretty boring person. Let's just be honest. That is a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. That is a lie. Um, you know, I'm into, like, weird stuff. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of how we started becoming friends. Like, we're uh, into antiques and... You know, video games, and I like true crime stuff. Now, what's your favorite podcast? Uh, I really like My Favorite Murder. Yeah. Uh, I primarily listen to crime podcasts. My Favorite Murder and um, Last Podcast on the Left. Uh, true Crime Obsessed is also really good. They do uh, stuff with... Um, with, like, documentaries that they go over and have, like, a funny banter back and forth. Um, but, you know, I, I'm i into all that stuff. I like, uh, um, you know, hanging out with friends, and we both go out to eat a, a lot. lot. Well, pre-COVID. Yeah, no shit. I said the other day, uh, BC was before COVID, and AC <laughs> will be after COVID. <laughs> for all you history nerds out there, right? Um, I'm not super into Harry Potter, but I am a Ravenclaw. I don't know if that what that says about me. Um, you're resourceful. But, but I don't read a lot, though. I feel so. like to be a Ravenclaw, you have to like read a ton of books, and I just don't. <laughs> well, and that's fine. It just means you're a resourceful human being. That's fine. Um, and uh, my personality type, if you know, there are any nerds out there who are into that kind of thing, I'm an INFJ, which apparently is a pretty rare personality type. But, I've heard uh, that. Of course, yeah. I don't really know what all of those different personality types mean no but apparently we go well together according to google yeah <laughs> but i mean i think we do just oh, for sure. not, not according to google <laughs> we met um in college what is it like it's been almost 10 years now oh hell yeah because yeah. um before we started dating we had known each other for like four or five years and we're coming up on, what, four or five years of dating? So, Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it kind of does at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? I was going into an internship at Keishi, uh Real Rock Radio, Keishi 95. Um, Copyright. Yeah, no kidding. Please don't sue us, Keishi. Don't sue us. That was a late we joke. We have no money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Save it for someone who's not broke. Um, anyway, uh, so I was at the cafeteria at Lewis and Clark Community College before my internship really kicked off. And I was getting a, was it a horseshoe or a pony shoe? I can't remember. Either way, it was unhealthy, but it was tasty as fuck. Um, but, so I'm looking around and I'm talking to the ladies at the cafeteria. And I look behind me, and there's this girl wearing a Daft Punk shirt. At this point, I was really big into Daft Punk. And to be honest, I still am. I am a massive Daft oh, Punk yeah. fan. Um, even though I wish they would kind of go back to some of their old ways and get a little bit weird again. Um, 
So I see I said, hey, nice Jeff Punk shirt. And she just kind of looks at me and goes, <laughs> thanks. And that was the end of that. No, we like we struck up a little bit of a conversation, but I remember I, don't remember that. I remembered um I, you know I think it's the way I put myself out there to people. I'm not mean, I'm not rude, but like I I am antisocial <laughs> and I I'm just not used to people coming up to me and introducing themselves to me that's just not something that happens and I'm also not used to because I'm so tall um, I'm not like you know ridiculously tall but I'm pretty tall for a girl I'm five foot nine and I'm not used to people towering over me <laughs> Fair. like when I go to a concert most of the time I don't really have issues seeing but Nate over here is like six foot three out of shoes so it and um whenever I went to shake your hand it was like oh my gosh like huge hands right like just this big um personality you know of a person and it was uh you know, it was a, a weird introduction, but then I found you on Facebook later, and, you know, we started following each other on Facebook and talking, and we would hang out occasionally, but we didn't date till probably, like, four years after that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that, anyway. <clears throat> um, anyway, so, you think, figure that's enough about... Us and how we yeah, met. Yeah, I think that's enough about us. For okay, because <laughs> right now we're almost at the ten minute mark of episode one of Meh at Best. Because um, that's this, my this will be Meh at Best. <laughs> it is episode one after all. Let's be real. Yeah, it's really gonna live up to the name. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we're gonna get into some questions that our lovely friends have sent us. And the first one, well, I need to uh, throw some context out there. When I sent the question out, I posted a picture of a Honda Grom with a sidecar made out of a shopping cart with a dog in it. Very cute dog at that, wearing goggles. My bad, doggles. <laughs> um, and my buddy Travis, where, he says, First question, why do you not have a motorcycle with a doggy sidecar? And that is a very, very good question. Um, I think at this point, it's simply because I'm lazy. It's not that you're lazy. It's just that we've got other stuff we need to pay for right now besides the There is that, yes. But yeah. it will happen one day. And also, probably because uh, our dog is a scaredy cat. Yes, she's literally <laughs> a scaredy cat. Doesn't too. doesn't like car rides, let alone sidecar rides in a motorcycle. That being said, I would totally be down to be in the sidecar. We can make this happen. <laughs> we can make this happen. Will you get me doggles? If you want doggles, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, Travis, that's the answer for that one for you. Uh, but there will be a sidecar in my future at some point, along with a bunch of other shit, if we can afford it. Jeremy says, you, or Jeremy Williams says, you should have a restaurant recommendation of the week. 
Yeah, I feel like we can answer this pretty easily. Do you want to make it what we had for dinner, like an hour before we started this podcast? Absolutely, I do. Uh, We actually ordered a a local place here in Soulard called Soulard Euro. And uh, I had a meat lover gyro, which had applewood smoked bacon, uh, two servings of chicken gyro meat, uh, along with the lamb and beef that normally goes in it. And it was flame as, well, you know. That sounds good. I actually don't think I even saw it because by the time I got back from walking Honeysuckle, that's our dog, uh, it was pretty much already gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, guys, if you do happen to order anything from anywhere in the St. Louis area, go get it yourself. Yeah, DoorDash kind of sucks. DoorDash is trash, and so is Postmates. Oh, and don't yeah. get me started on Postmates. We could have a whole episode about our beef with Postmates, oh, but wow. again, I don't want to get sued because I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> right, no kidding. Um, but real talk though, Soulard Euro Company and Soulard is freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I Very have never good. had something there that I've ever been disappointed no. with. Their hummus is great, and I'm pretty sure they make it there. Um, <clears throat> I had the chicken Philly Euro, yeah. which they also have just a regular Philly Euro, but it's um, Euro meat, obviously, with. Some provolone cheese, which is pretty traditional, I think, for a Philly. Um, It's got, uh, you wouldn't like it, (laughs) Uh, mushrooms, onions, and green pepper. Yeah, he doesn't like mushrooms. And then tzatziki sauce on the top. But if you like Philly sandwiches and you like gyros and you like mushrooms, I highly recommend it. Their baklava is also just incredible. I am a connoisseur of baklava. This is true. And, she loves it. Yeah. Shit. In fact, every restaurant that we've ordered out from, again, because COVID, um, or have gone to that has baklava, I always get it. Yep. If always. it's on the if it's on the menu, she gets it. Uh, especially if it's our first time there. Right. Because I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I judge restaurants partly based off of a specific menu item and if they do it to to my taste. You, you feel? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I have uh, what's called the mashed potato rule, <laughs> where if <laughs> it's I... It's a fair rule, I think. Look, if I go to a restaurant and you have mashed potatoes on the menu... I expect those things to be from a potato, not from a box. If I taste your mashed potatoes and they taste like they're from a box, like, and no shade against people who enjoy box mashed potatoes. I grew up on them. They're fine. But if I'm going to pay money to go to a restaurant and have mashed potatoes... The mashed potatoes better be fucking real. Like, I can get box mashed potatoes, like, at the store. Right. Why are you serving box mashed potatoes in a restaurant? Just don't put them on the menu. Or put do like a baked potato. That's fine. All you have to do is bake them in the oven. Oh, here goes Honeysuckle. I thought she was going to go on the floor. If you hear any little tippy tapping, that's our dog. We yeah. don't have a professional setup just no. yet. <laughs> she is a very restless pup. Yeah, and she got very restless right before we started recording. So if you hear like couch noises in the background or like 
little nail noises on the floor. That's what that is. Anyway, so on to some real questions. Um, other than the restaurant recommendation of the week, which was a great suggestion. Yeah, Soulardiero. Um, if you're in the St. Louis area, specifically Soulard, um, and you like euros, even if you don't like euros, I feel like... They'll have something for Yeah. You. Their fries are good. Yeah, they are. Just, you know. Nate's a connoisseur of the euros. Oh, dude. So, That's my, one of my favorite sandwiches. Oh, yeah. And so you know that if he finds a euro he likes, it's definitely recommended. <laughs> okay. Jake Waters. Good man. Brought up a great question that uh, got a little popular. He says, top three songs that you each had a f- feel had an impact on you as a person. You want to go first or let me go first? Oh, you go first because I don't know if I can think of three because that's a very philosophical question that I feel like I could spend, you know, a couple hours thinking about. You oh, know that's what I fair. mean? Sure, yeah. So why don't you go first and then um, while you're talking about yours, I might chime in or, you know, think of something else. Okay. Uh, number one. Welfare Music by the Bottle Rockets. Uh, it's a song came out in, I think, 1993. Uh, I was not obviously old enough to hear that song uh, when it was new and know what the hell it was about. I came around to Bottle Rockets, I think, in the 2002, 2003 era, somewhere like that. But anyway, it's a really... Man, it's an interesting song. It, 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 <clears throat> it's a great song, though, because it teaches you something about having compassion for your fellow man, but also what you kind of sound like when you don't, if you get what I'm saying. Is that um, part of how it changed your life? Or Absolutely. Whatever? Okay. Yes, 100%. Um, but the, fir- the first... The first couple lyrics is Boss cassette tapes in the bargain bin Loves co- Well, that's not the start of it, but it's somewhere in there. Yeah, and also copyright. <laughs> well, yes, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, so it's a great song. Check it out. By the way, the Bottle Rockets are a local to St. Louis band. Yeah. They've been in the, oh, hell, they've been in the music business for probably 30 years now. The lead singer, Brian Henneman, was actually a roadie for Uncle Tupelo, which they split up and became Wilco and Sunvolt, for those of you music nerds out there. Um, number two definitely has to be the song The World is Going Up in Flames by Charles Bradley. Now, when I first heard, heard Charles Bradley, uh, it was... I want to say fall, uh, fall or fall or uh, early winter of 2011. I was going to Lewis and Clark, and we uh, I was at the radio program at WLCA, and we got this promo copy of an album called uh, "The World's Going Up in Flames," and I played it. And it was, I'm not making this up. People say this all the time. It was an 
instant life changer. Like it was like it was Man, it think of that first time you heard someone's voice and it's just it just kind of immediately clicked in your head as what was right about soul music or anything in general. It's just something very right. And it was another one of those songs that it's an, it just teaches you more about compassion. You know, you got to have, you've got to at least think about someone else, you know, other than yourself. How to, you know, maybe better their life. Um, yeah, it's more, you know, there's, the, the rest of that album kind of espouses more on what that actually means. <clears throat> but, yeah, that... That whole album, really, realistically speaking, very impactful in my life. Um, third song. Hmm. I had a third song, and then it just went <laughs> right out the window. Uh, you got anything? Um, I don't know of many songs that have, you know, changed me as a person, per se. Comfortably numb? Uh, it's just a song I like. Fair. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, I would say that that probably comes close, or at least Pink Floyd's music in general, because whenever I was little, I actually didn't like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Like, I just didn't like it. I thought it was boring, you know, but then you kind of grow up a little, you get older, and then actually it turned out to be one of my favorite bands, yeah. so... I guess that could be an example of how music changed me as a person or a specific type of music. Um, and I really like the song Comfortably Numb. It's mm. one of my favorite songs, but I wouldn't say that there was one specific song by them that um, sort of changed me to like the other side of liking them and ultimately having them being one of my favorite bands. But their music in general, I think is a good answer to that question. Um, I like any music that kind of, and I've talked to you about this before, where like you hear it on the radio for the first time and it just kind of perks your ears and it's like something that you've never heard before. Yeah. Um, any music like that, I feel like for me, um, another example of that would be probably Dead Mouse. Mm -hmm. And actually, I discovered Dead Mouse before I discovered Daft Punk, which is weird. But electronic music in general, like Skrillex was kind of the gateway into that, followed by Dead Mouse and then Daft Punk. So I kind of worked backwards a little bit. Um, but that definitely changed the way I listened to music for sure because I was a really I was into the music my parents were into mm. you know sure. so like KC95 and like you know older rock music and all that's really awesome but you kind of run out of material because <laughs> sorry that was funny so <laughs> you kind of run out of material because a lot of that stuff was made you know in the 70s and 80s sure. and 
they're really just not putting out music anymore. So I kind of got thirsty for something new and different, which I think electronic music provided. And then also one specific song that comes to mind is actually um, Billie Eilish's song, Bad Guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because for those of you that don't know, Billie and her brother made their album in their family home in her bedroom or in his bedroom i can't remember she has a photo it was his bedroom yeah they recorded it in their house it was the first time that they actually put out an album they didn't have to answer to anybody which means that they could do pretty much whatever they wanted and I remember the first time I heard Bad Guy on the radio very clearly. It was after a wedding that we went to. One of our, uh, two of our close friends actually got married last May. Happy anniversary, guys. (laughs) It was a little late, but, uh, you know, Corona. Um, And I remember the first time I heard it on the radio and I just had to, like, stop and Mm. listen to it because... Say what you want about her, whether you like her singing voice or you hate it, there's nobody on the radio that sounds like her. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, A close second would probably be Lana Del Rey, which I really like her as well. And I like her, again, because she doesn't really sound like anybody else. She sounds like an old, raspy Hollywood you know, old Hollywood music singer. Like, she could be on, like, some piano with like a sequin dress on smoking a cigarette singing a song in a bar you know what i mean and um i feel like though like any music that doesn't sound like anything else that i've heard before always piques my interest i think that's fair yeah absolutely um i just thought of my third song oh yeah yeah and this one, honestly, the, there's not a whole lot to it. And it's going to sound stupid when I say it, but uh, let your, it's uh, Freak Flag by, not from Shrek the Musical, no, it's Here Come the Mummies. This is going to sound stupid and why it changed me as a person. But <clears throat> I've never really been truly... At least not for like the past 10 years I have been. But before I kind of heard that song, it was, it was, I wasn't very super comfortable with myself as a person because I always thought it was rather strange. And I still feel like I'm a very strange person. I'm sure Megan can probably attest to that fact too. Um, But at the same time, the song is not necessarily about personality so much as letting your fetishes and shit out but that's not the way I took it at the time it was more about being comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and what you are and who you are and what you're into and the kind of things you get ultra nerdy over that kind of thing um, I mean I think that it could have double meaning like that you know yeah Because there are people who maybe are afraid to show people how unique they are, the weird stuff that they're into, like, uh, the weird hobbies that they might have, you know. And I don't think that 
that's there's anything wrong with that you know I was always a sort of like outcast person reject person right. <laughs> like I was never popular in in high school or anything like that and I was always kind of friends with the people who were definitely unique in their own way and I think that's a part of why we get along so well too I think know? that's fair yeah, yeah. But I mean, just neither one of us were really super popular in school, so... No, yeah. and, you know, and it's... Whenever we started dating, it was definitely really weird for me because you know so many people. I do know <laughs> a ton would, of people, We would man. see people that we knew just randomly out and about just all the time, which that's not a bad thing. Like, it's not that we don't like seeing you. It's just definitely was a shock for me who, like not only is super introverted but also has like a handful of friends yeah my my friend group has definitely grown <laughs> quite a bit since <laughs> we started dating yeah that's, um yeah that's fair a couple other people have added uh questions to your posts do you want to get to those yeah i'm actually on that right now uh as soon as my phone quits being a jack wagon <clears throat> next one <laughs> Corey King, great dude, love that dude so much. Uh, he says, most influential people in your lives and why? Now, is this like personal people that we know or... I mean, um, I guess it could be. Or, or like it could famous be people. famous uh, people you look up to in general. Okay. Whether you know them personally mm -hmm. or actually know them. Yeah. Or don't know them, is what I was trying to say. Do you have any that come to mind? Uh, I'm going to get back to you on that one. Yeah, I feel like I need I a, a little bit of time to think about that. Because um, there's a ton of them, but kind of narrowing it down for me as to who would be the most influential. I mean, I could probably name some, but I... Yeah. For me, I have the opposite problem. I can't think of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if maybe that's because, I don't know, I'm narcissistic or something. Not that I am, but, like, I don't... I can't really think of anybody that I kind of look up to and I'm like, hey, I want to be like that person when I grow up. I feel like I kind of grew out of that when I had to... I guess start paying rent and be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, you know, if you ask anybody else, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, to answer your question there, Corey, we're going to get back to you on that one. And we'll have a proper question, proper answer for you, probably on episode two. Um Meanwhile, Honey Dog over here is tap, tap, tapping on the floor and is very, very, very antsy. Come on, pup. There she goes. There she She's goes. trying there to get her go. to go back on the couch. All right. Dane McGuire. What up, Dane? Which, by the way, if you don't know who Dane McGuire is, check that dude out. He is going places. Real talk. Especially in the uh, MMA world. Uh, just keep an eye out for him. He's a great dude. Great friend. Call him a brother because he is. He says, a good news act of kindness of the week, which I think is a great suggestion. Um, 
good news, act of kindness, or act of kindness, or both. Could be. I mean, not to get too political, but I think all the the changes that are happening from the protests are kind of a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, without getting, like I said, too political or whatnot. (coughs) Bless you. Thank you. Um, but anything, like, specific that happened to me, so far I can't really think of much. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as me, I guess the best news I got this week, um, I guess was today, because I apparently there was a misunderstanding at work about... Some time that I had had scheduled for later this month, I'm flying out to Albuquerque to help some friends of mine move from Albuquerque to Peoria. Coming back to Illinois. Coming back, or they're going back to Illinois. We live in Missouri. Yeah. But uh, back to Central Time anyway. So uh, there was a misunderstanding from my new manager that we have, and as to whether or not I was actually getting that time off. Apparently today. And he said, well, I'll get back to you today or tomorrow. And I'm like, well, you better get back to me today because tomorrow's not going to cut it. You better tell me now whether we got to figure out something out. Whatever. But we found out that the good news is that I am still going to Albuquerque. And uh, he was just sorely mistaken for a little bit. So kind of had me on edge. But it worked out okay. You know what I'm saying? I think it did anyway. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. That's for, you know what? I think we should make that a recurring segment on every episode. Good things that have happened in the week. Yeah, like good news, acts of kindness. Weekly restaurant recommendations. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's a good idea. I really do. I'm going to put that in the notebook. Tony Croxton, also WLCA alum. He says, at what point did you realize the power of music? (laughs) Ah, crap. How old was I? I mean, truly recognize the power of music. Um, for me, other than just, you know, really loving music in general and music can definitely sway your emotions and have the power to do that for sure um seeing a concert live that really moved me and made me cry I feel like that was you know uh an important time that I realized the power of music too that it can definitely have an effect on you emotionally sometimes physically you know I think that's fair, yeah. Uh, when did I actually realize the power of music? Um, oh, crap, man. Uh, I guess the first time... The first time I memorized every word to Are You Gonna Go My Way, the album by Lenny Kravitz, when I was like... Oh, crap, 12, I think. That whole album is just solid gold, man. So good. Um, And I don't mean just Are You Gonna Go My Way, the song by itself. Uh, Heaven Help, Eutheria, 
Black Girl. Um, every song on that album is dope. And if you haven't heard it, or if you haven't heard it recently, go back, check it out. It's a pretty powerful, pretty powerful, powerful album. As I should try to say, if I could speak English, that would be fan freaking tastic. You should have done some warm ups. Yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> unique New York, unique New York. I'm already fucking up. I'm not overthinking it because, like I said, I didn't go to school for this stuff. So that's fair. I'm just It's just like I'm having a conversation. Um, but I actually had a thought on my drive home because I was listening to some music. Uh, do you have any songs that are like a guilty pleasure for you? Like songs, yes. songs that people might be surprised or like, you know, musicians that people might be surprised that you listen to. Um... Yeah, I've got a couple. Because I'm yeah. ready to, to call you out. <laughs> you know what? Go for it. By, by all means, call my ass out. Well, basically what I'm saying is Nate doesn't just listen to, like, you know, blues and yeah. <laughs> quote-unquote manly stuff. Like, I, I just kind of want to... Because I've got some stuff, too, that's kind of a guilty pleasure that I'm sure you'll judge me about. <laughs> but go go for it. Can you think of anything? For myself? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, when Katy Perry first got big on the scene, uh, one of the boys was her first, like, big breakout album. I bought that album the very first week it was out, and I still have it somewhere. It's on. It was on one of your old laptops. Yeah. When we yeah. first started dating. And Actually, I, I think it's on my MacBook. Underneath yeah. The chair and, and I was like, "You listen to Katy Perry?" And he's <laughs> like, "Just this album. It's really good." <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I mean, still stand by that statement. Yeah. I still think one of the boys is a great album. Um, I kissed a girl specifically. <laughs> yes, I do listen to that song yeah. a lot. But that one. Um, You're So Gay is a great song. Uh, yeah, it's that, that for Katy Perry, I think that one about does it. Anything um, else? Oh, I'm sure I can think of something. Give me a second. <sighs> guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures. Stuff that if you went up to like a drive through, yeah, you'd turn down. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know what? Fuck it. Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> really? Real talk. Yeah. See, I didn't even know this, folks. We're we're getting into some awesome uh, territory here. <laughs> <laughs> Rare territory, anyway. Sure. <laughs> um, you know what? I will freely admit that's a, that's a good song. It really is. Um, if only because it's fun. <laughs> it, it, because it's fun to roll down the highway at seventy-five miles an hour, belting shit out. It you is a, a good belting song. It is, absolutely. <laughs> um, that is definitely a belting song for sure. Um, See, I feel like for me, the first thing that comes to mind is Drake is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. And not all of his songs, just a few of his songs specifically. I know he's problematic. 
he's creepy. If he's you have if you haven't heard of why, definitely look it up. But he was talking to girls that were definitely too young to be talking to him allegedly uh, over texting, and there was a little bit of alleged like grooming or whatever with some of the girls. But yeah, he's definitely problematic, but. Um, there's just a few specific songs of his that I just really like because they're catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like Hold On, We're Going Home. And actually, uh, Foster the People has a really excellent cover of that mm-hmm. song on YouTube. It's one of my favorites. Um, they do excellent covers just in general. Them and Bastille do. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, if you haven't checked out Bastille's covers on uh, Like a Version on Triple J on YouTube... Do it immediately. Um, I also really like Drake's song Passion Fruit is really good. Um, and then I used to like Hotline Bling and One Dance, but I feel like I've kind of listened to them too much that they're kind of boring now. That's fair. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a guilty pleasure. That and Post Malone, which you don't like Post Malone at all. Let me make this perfectly clear. <clears throat> I hate Post Malone. Seriously. Yeah. No, no, no. You're making it spike again. People are going to get mad at you. That's fine. <laughs> no, like, here's the thing. is Do I think he is as douchey as Takashi 69 Absolutely not. No way. Martha Stewart's more OG than Takashi 69 But uh, I don't like Posty at See, all. I didn't like Post Malone either because I thought he was overrated and he is. looked like an idiot, which he, he does. does. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say he doesn't. <laughs> you you know yeah absolutely. Um, but you know some of his songs are catchy. Did we get another question? No, just another person oh, trying okay. to comment on something political. Ah. Uh, going back a couple subjects, my friend Hannah says, I will be extremely disappointed if Africa by Toto is not in your top three, Nate. Well, you're going to be disappointed tonight. <laughs> Actually, probably not. And the reason I say that is it's not in my top three, but it's certainly in my top five. Um, and the reason I say that is because Africa is... One of the catchiest damn songs. Period. Even if the lyrics are total bullshit. It's annoyingly catchy. It's annoyingly catchy. The lyrics are nonsense. They make no sense at all. Zero. Speaking of lyrics not making any sense, that's another type of music that I like. Uh, Because I guess for me the lyrics don't matter so much as if I vibe with it. That's fair. Because uh, one good example of that is uh, Glass Animals. Pork soda. And not just pork soda, any of their songs. Any Glass Animals song. If you look up their lyrics, they don't make any sense. (laughs) And the singer of the band has actually came out and said that they come up with the song itself, like the instrumental version first, and then he just spouts like random words over the song that don't make any sense like to hear to put together in like any 
consistent form of thought, but they just sound so good with the song. Pineapples are in my head. Got nobody because I'm brain dead. Someone said that I'm a fucking slum. Don't know that I belong. Maybe you're fucking dumb. Maybe I'm just a bum. Maybe you're fucking scum. Don't you go psycho chum. I want you for the world. I want you for all the time. And that's actually, that makes the most sense. That's the most sensible lyric. Okay, if if you want a prime example, if you guys would like us just to do some like random music suggestions, if you're wanting to get into some like weird random stuff, which this isn't indie by any means, like we're not going to sit here, like we're... People have said that we're hipsters, but we're not going to sit here and say that, like, we're we're discovering new bands that have, like, 500 views. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that we like this stuff, and not a lot of people do, and we want to get people into it. Yes, absolutely. So, if you want to look up a really good song by Glass Animals, a really good introduction song, either that one or a song called Gooey. Yes. Gooey is the most random song you will ever listen to, but it is so relaxing. It really is, yeah. I wish that copyrights weren't a thing, so we could just make this Megan and Nate's, like, music hour. (laughs) Well, see, the cool part is, is if they listen to this on our actual podcast uh, partner, um, Mm -hmm. Anchor, which is owned by Spotify... Oh, they can okay. actually play, they can listen, we can play Gooey and Pork Soda for them. Oh. But they have to listen to it on Anchor. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely look up that song. Um, let me just look at their stuff here really quickly. Come close. <laughs> let me show you everything I know. It gets weird from there. Um... But yeah, Glass Animals is great. Uh, They're weird. Um, They actually did a song with, um, who was it? Um, It was somebody really famous. Do you remember? No, I don't. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if you told me they did a freaking song with Doja Cat. Oh, it was Denzel Curry. That's right. They did a song with. It came out real recently too, didn't it? Yeah, it was like um, right in the middle of lockdown. It came out, and I would imagine they were probably working on it for a while. Um, But uh, let's see. I'm just trying to go through here. Um, Agnes is a really good song by them. Oh yeah. Other side of paradise is a really good song by them. You know, uh, let's see, Black Mambo is a really good song by them, which kind of has similar vibes to Gooey. Um, uh, Yeah, they're just, they're really good. Yeah, they're pretty good. If you like weird random songs, um, and also another good example of of that happening is I really like Alt-J. I really like their vibe. But their lyrics make no sense. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some of them do, some of them don't. But yeah, 
if you're the type of person that cares about listening to lyrics and the meaning behind them, you're not going to like these bands. Right. Because <laughs> they're definitely uh, random in that regard. Yeah. Uh, here, Okay, so my personal favorite Alt-J song is In Cold Blood. Um, the original or the Bauer remix. Yeah, um, they did I, a remix with Bauer. If you guys don't know who Bauer is. Harlem Shake. H- Harlem Shake. Yeah. What year was that? Where it Har- was just all the Harlem Shakes. <laughs> all the Harlem Shake videos. Now do the was, Harlem Shake. Was that 2000? Uh... I don't even know, but every everybody and their brother was doing a Harlem Shake video. Yeah, they were. I think even WLCA had one too, uh-huh. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That was after you that was, were there. That though. was 2014, I think. Yeah. 2014, 2015. I think it was after like I graduated high school, so yeah. Anyway, so a couple lyrics from In Cold Blood. Mr. Caspian's killer told me so. La 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 la. Heard it down on radio. Yeah, it. My pool, summer, summer pool, summer vibes killed in cold blood. Yeah. It makes it, no damn there's sense. There's no sense. And like some of their songs do make sense and have different, like deeper meaning, I'm sure, that I, uh, that I probably don't pick up, but. It's just more of the vibe, less of the lyrics. If you can kind of let yes. go of of wanting lyrics to make sense and actually being able to hear and understand them, you kind of open yourself up to way more music. Oh, dude, big time. My dad is definitely the type of person that wants to listen to lyrics and have them make sense. He can't just sit down and... Your dad's a Rush fan, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So, but and, I, and this is an honest question because I'm a Rush fan. How, if he likes lyrics to make sense, how does he make sense see, of We Are the Knights of the Temple of Syrinx? See, I feel like that makes sense in the fact that it's fantasy. Okay. It, it's not the fact that, that things aren't made up, if that's what you're getting at. It's that you can hear them and understand them. That's okay. Okay, okay. So it's so, not that not doesn't make sense in the sense that... If you listen to Glass Animals or Alt-J compared to Rush, it sounds like you're having a stroke. <laughs> I'm just being real. Like, it, it, <laughs> it sounds like you're speaking gibberish. That's what I'm getting at. Like... He That's likes fair, that there's yeah, a yeah. um a story behind it, a Both narrative of those bands to are just it. Word diarrhea, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what I'm getting at. Okay. So he likes he likes Rush in the sense that he can actually understand what the hell they're saying. Yeah, but I feel like Rush is really similar to Alt J though. Rush and Pink Fl- I'm gonna make people mad for saying this, but I feel like all Jay and Pink Floyd and and Rush and all that, they have similar vibes. You know, you tried telling your dad that one, too. Yeah. And he didn't buy it at all. No. (laughs) Well, because my dad is not as open to listening to new stuff as we are. That's fair. And a lot of people aren't open to listening to to new things. But I feel like you got to branch out. Yeah, absolutely. You, you gotta listen to stuff that you might not normally listen to. You might That's... have heard Honeysuckle sniffing the microphone. <laughs> yeah. She wants to be a part of the podcast. 
She is very quiet, though, except when she walks around. Um, but she is Honey Dog, and she is a turd, but she is our turd, and we love her. Um, Did you check our, uh, our questions? Yeah, uh, the other couple questions that we had were actually on yours, but I can't remember where that was Did we now. get any of the verbal questions? Um, the, uh, I'm, we're new at this. So yeah, this know. is all still new. <laughs> Um, we, I think we actually got one from, uh, Dave Ernst, but we actually have to record that session after we record this session because we're almost at the hour mark and we'll have to record all that part on Anchor itself so we can actually play that. But that will happen very shortly. We'll get, which by the way, if you guys didn't know this, you can go to our Anchor account at Anchor dot fm forward slash meh m-e-h at best and you can see our profile and you can also send us either a voice message or a text message and if we uh like your message we'll play it on air just so you know that said if we do play it on air you waive the right to bitch just saying all yeah. messages become the property of mad best productions <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> Try trademark. There we go. So, anyway. But, yeah, that, I think that's... I think that about does it, I guess, for for this. Because, like you said, we're almost at an hour. Yeah. And I don't know that people want to listen to us for that long. <laughs> yeah, I really don't either. I kind of... I, I mean, think it would I be... guess you can listen to us over your commute. That's what I do whenever I listen to podcasts. Yeah. Or, you know, while you're cleaning. Clean right. your house. Listen to a podcast. It'll, it'll help you. It's a yeah. pro tip. <laughs> um, any Before we end this episode, you got any news for the week? Any news for the week? I, I said I meant to say news, but my tongue went and came out nudes. Yeah, I was about to say this. Is for the not, record, Megan does not have an OnlyFans. No, that I know of. And this is not a visual medium, so even if I did, y'all couldn't see it. So <laughs> <laughs> right, we could both be butt naked right now. You'd you never know it. Know it. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know. The only one naked here is Honeysuckle. And Lester behind us. Yeah, that's our cat. Anyway. Any, any news for the week? Um, nothing interesting. I'm not an interesting person. You and I both know that's a damn lie. All I do is work. Same. And then come home and then watch people on YouTube. <laughs> and listen to crime podcasts. Okay, what are you looking forward to this weekend? This weekend? Yes. I have to work this weekend, so I'm yeah, not you looking work forward from to that. something till two o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the rest of Saturday and all Sunday. Yeah. What did you say you wanted to do this weekend? Uh. Little shit nuggets. I can't remember now. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Yeah. Made me useless. Um. Yeah. I. We don't have any news for the week. <laughs> I do have news for the week. Oh, you do? Week. Yeah. Okay. Friday uh, Friday night, my big dumbass will be driving to Worldwide Technologies Raceway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because your boy took up a second gig. Not because I had to or anything like that. 
but because money is money and 20 bucks is 20 bucks. But, yeah, I'm going to be an announcer alongside, I'll be a track announcer alongside my boy Luke uh, Clevenger out there. He's another great dude, WLCA alum. Uh, great guy, love him to death. But if you happen to be bored Friday night and you want to see some drag racing, a little bit of drifting, buy your tickets in advance. Real talk. Go online, buy your tickets in advance. What are they doing for social distancing? Are they only filling like half the stadium? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. They're only selling so many tickets. So, so only so many people can get in. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying buy your tickets online and get them ahead of time. If you want to hear this golden radio voice. You're listening to the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Just kidding. Don't sue us, KMOX. That said, I might be on air, might or might not. I don't know. It's a training day. So I'm still trying to figure out how everything goes out there. And I was talking to Luke, and he said some of the systems out there still run on MS-DOS from, like, the mid-'80s. And I'm like, you mean, like, the MS-DOS from back in the day with, like, a C-prompt and shit? Yeah, it's actually MS-DOS. I'm like, that's amazing. So, yeah, guys, that's uh, episode one. Yeah, it's it's the rough draft. (laughs) Right, this is a very, very rough draft. If you've made it this far, congratulations to you. (laughs) Also, if you've made it this far, get a life, yo. Real talk, jeez. Anyway, (laughs) real talk, though. Thank you for listening. This is episode one of Matt at Best. I am Nate. I'm Megan. You you know. Oh, you know how it is. We'll see you guys. We'll know. We'll talk to you guys. And we hope it was met at best for you. <laughs> we hope it was at least a little better than met at best. But we started the bar low, and we're going to build up from here. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. This is very, 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 very sophomoric at best. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Have yourselves a great week. Have a great weekend and a better month. Bye.